0: Welcome to Kitsura Kitsura up the Simen Kuflamid the of the Arbaminum, the etc. Sif Vav. If someone has an Aruva that dried out, or most of the leaves fell off, or the top of the stem falls off, that passes it. Some say, even if the leaves are drooping and hanging down, that's also a You have to be very careful with that rubber leaves as well, because sometimes being, when we push it into the koishikol, into the Lulub Holder, or from waving it, the leaves can fall off, and that'll puzzle the aravah, so keep an eye on them. Shari says that the leaves are considered dried out when it's not green anymore. Next one has to be careful that the Jew should not cut the Arbaminum off the tree himself. Even if the owner gives him permission to do so, there's always a chshash that the owner is not actually the legal halachic owner, and then you're running into the concern of a stolen lalavaneshug, which is puzzle. It has to be yours. Rather, get a guy or a Jew to cut it off for you and buy it from them. Because even if they're stealing it, buying it from, buying stolen goods will not pass it. Unless the one using it for a mitzvah stole it himself. Next, the Ketzer says that we take three hadasim. B'diyeved, you can, one can be mechai in the mitzvah with only one hadas. But speak to a about that. And we take 2 aravos do not add to this you know, to these numbers three adasim, two aravas. We tie them together with the lulav so that they're one bundle. You have to be very careful that they should be held in the direction from which they grew. Meaning, the place where we cut off the tree should be face down at the bottom. Not face down. It should be at the bottom and then growing up. Going up the way it grew. Because even if one hadas or arava is inverted, even by the evidence, one, would not be mekayim the mitzvah. You should tie the adasim to the Right side of the lulav, the is on the left, so that when you're holding the lulav, the spine of the lulav is facing you. The hadasim on the right, the aravas on the left. They should all be even at the bottom, so that when you hold the lulav, you're going to be holding all of them together. Nevertheless, you should also make sure that the hadasim are a little bit higher than the aravas on top. You should also be, should be careful that the spine of the lulav, the shidra, is taller than the hadasim, at least a tefach. Not just the branches of the lulav, the shidra itself should be a tefach above the hadasim. Tie them all together with a geshmaka knot, uh, you know, a double knot. The mishaburu says that a kushikal is considered a knot, and then make three additional knots on the lulav itself. You know, put on those three rings. Keneged Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Some say that the knot that you use to tie the adasim and over to the lulav is counted as one, and therefore you only need two on the lulav itself. There should be only one tefach at the top of the lulav without a knot, without a ring. That's used to make the rustling while you're shaking. If there's a string tied around the adasim when you buy it, make sure to take off that string before tying it to the lulav, so that it's not a chatzitsa between the hadasim and the lulav. If the lulav became untied on yumtif, it's also to retie it with this fancy double knot, but you should tie it together with a bow. Then Mr. Brewer writes that the wrap used to hold that roves and Hadasim with the lulav should be tied into a single knot. The Kitzer writes that you could also wrap it with a, like a lulav leaf around the bundle and then just tuck in the top to avoid on yom Next, the Kitzer says. That if an arava was detached from the tree on Yom Tif, whether it's Rishon, or Yom tiv Rishon, Yom that it's usher to touch it, it's usher to move it, it's Moksa, 100% Moksa. You can't use it for minim, so it's useless. If the branch was detached on the first day of Yom Tif, then you can use it on the second day of Yom Tif. But if the first day of Yom Tif was Shabbos, then it would be usher to use it on Shabbos on Sunday, on the second day of Yom tiv. If an esrog was brought from outside of the Tchum, 2,000 amas away, outside the city, what's that, 0.6, 0.7 miles, you're allowed to move it to do the mitzvah of shaking that esrog on It's not muxa because it comes outside the Tchum. There are other restrictions. You can't move it beyond four amos of where they are right now. Or if you're in a house, you can't take it outside of the house. If your city has an Erev, then you can move it within that city. Generally, if something is brought for a Jew, then a Jew is not allowed to get enough from it. But over here, you can use it for a mitzvah, because mitzvah is lav lehonas nitnu. So everyone in the city, without an area, or everyone from other cities, should go to this house to use the mitzvah there. In the old maze it was very hard to get a hold of an asterisk. Sometimes there was one in like the whole country. Mr. Bru writes that if there's someone who is old or sick who cannot walk to where the Esrug is, where the Arminim, uh, the Arminim is, are, um, a goy should bring the Arbaminim to him. You can ask a goy to bring it to him. And finally, the Kitsa says, if someone does not have a, a beautiful pair, a Muvchor set of Arbaminim, it's better for him to be Yoitze with his friends Arbaminim. I mean, the only way to know it, whether it's more... Muvukher than yours is to ask a Rav, but if the Rav and says you know, his is nicer than yours, then you should be Yodza with his. However, the mitzvah is for him to have his own Abba as well. Even if he's using his friends to be Mekayim, the mitzvah, he should buy one as nice as he can in order to be able to have them to shake by hallel and to carry them around by Hashanah. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.